Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stride Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today. We're going to be recapping the home run derby because it was an old-fashioned slobber knocker. Will the Dallas Mavericks win a title in the next four years? What about replay? Is it becoming too much in sports? Better executive Jerry Jones or Pat Riley? And we got a whole lot more, so buckle up and tuck it into your waistband because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History final. Back. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Bases loaded. Two out. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Straw. I pitch your free throws because of the free Sode 167 coming hotter at you guys and Sode 166. And I'm flanked on my left and on my right by offensive and defensive coordinators, Nikki Snacks Kreider. And Alex tossed me the rock to Sopolis. Toss, you kind of got the whole defensive coordinator thing going. He's got a headset. He's using one of our buddies' headsets that he uses to play video games with, and it actually has like a mouthpiece to it, and now he's fake chewing gum. No, I have real gum in my mouth. Oh, nice, dude. Very professional. Yep. And it has like a, like, a talk, like a little walkie-talkie attachment to it where you can really hate on younger kids in Call of Duty, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. he's now using a double mic. Talking smack, yeah. Talking smack using a double mic on the show. Should we... Would it be cool to have like a mic'd up on the charity stripe where like one of us gets mic'd up additionally? Double mic'd up? Yeah. We could do that. Where I'll, like, it's like their thoughts in the, in the middle of the show while everything's going down. I'm down for Nick to do that kind <laughs> of. I'm curious. We'll do that next time. Curious? Like, yeah. Super fun, curious. fun fact about coaches' mics um, in high school. Um, I threw on the headset um, during a game when I wasn't playing and the coaches say the most absurd things inside those mics. Really? Like, fuck me sideways. Shit. That guy's missed a block. Oh, oh yeah. I'd expect it. That kid's such a little pussy. Wait, wait. <laughs> why weren't you playing? Was it because of load management? No. It was just uh, I was younger, and it was the varsity, and I was like kind of a... You like a swing player, like you were playing yeah, on yeah, JV yeah. and so, varsity? So, yeah. so basically, like we would help out with like the play calls and stuff, like the cards and stuff, mm -hmm. and so... Threw on the headphones one time. Nice, nice. Texas is so official. They had play cards and everything. Our high school football team did not have that. We were not good enough for the play cards. We you were, had a great view, though, because you were, you were a cheerleader for your all's team. I was a hype man. 
for the team. <laughs> hype man. Not, hype and man. I should have been honestly. I should have just done the. I should just put on the suit. They wanted me to put on the suit, but I couldn't do it. Nice. Um, but right, we'll just jump right into it. I guess the fan questions. Fan questions are back. Question number one, dear Josh, Nick, and Toss from the charity stripe. Who's the better executive, Jerry Jones or Pat Riley? And that's from Sammy in New York. This is an interesting one. Well, Jerry Jones's tenure is a bit longer than Mr. Pat Riley's. Pat Riley was a coach of the Lakers, of the Heat, but then when he was the coach of the Heat, he took over as the executive in the mid to or mid to early 2000s. Jerry Jones bought the team and then became the GM in 1989, where he infamously fired Tom Landry, which still causes a lot of uproar in the deeper Dallas Cowboys fans, but he brings in Johnson, right? And they go on to win not with Johnson, but then they go Barry Switzer wins the third one, but then he go on to win 3 NFL championships, some Super Bowls, and he makes a flurry of great moves. The Herschel Walker trade was fantastic. Obviously, taking Troy Aikman at number one was a no-brainer. But he bring and they got in the Herschel Walker trade. He gets like eight picks, one of which became Emmett Smith, and then Darren Woodson too, and a bunch of guys who are big on the defense and offensive sides of the ball. And then I think all around he's been a good drafter. He's gotten Tony Romo undrafted, which was good scouting, it, especially as of late with the offensive line. He's hit home run after home run with Frederick, with Zach Martin. Tyrone Smith, Zeke was a good pick at the four, which I'm not a big running back guy in the top ten. Uh, Leonard Fournette, given you know, yeah, too well much that mileage. that worked out. That worked out big time for him. Yeah, he and, Zeke deserves number four overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. not that Fournette didn't. I just think I'm not a big fan of taking guys early on that have a lot of mileage. I think we saw. With yeah, Darren. the usage rate of Zeke was not quite as what it was for Fournette. No, see where he was and getting the ball thirty and, carries a game, and you see it, and you saw it with yeah. Darren McFadden, and it's a reason why I think to. You know, kind of tail off a bit. I think Miles Sanders drafted in the second round by the Eagles is going to be huge. Is it a bold take to say that the Cowboys have probably had the best overall drafting in the last ten years? Um, since they kind of yeah, since like the Roy Williams pick, in like 07, You know, since then, well, ten years. Yeah, so, I think nine, two thousand nine. I think they've done really yeah, yeah. well, man. I really do. I don't think it's a bold statement at all. I think Demarcus Lawrence was a snag. Jones was a great Jaylen pick. Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith was fantastic. Van Ash was a pick that was poo-pooed around the league. Where people, a lot of people, a lot of Cowboys fans were up in arms. You know, how do you not take the receiver? How do you not take Calvin Ridley? But this guy is a top five linebacker in the league. Top five interior pro bowler. Yeah, pro bowler. He could be. He could jump Darius Leonard. He could get into the Luke Keekley Bobby Wagner conversation this year. He's right. He's right on the cusp. So I think, yeah, I don't think that's a ridiculous statement. I think they've done an excellent job evaluating both sides of the ball. I think they've held off on drafting tight ends and wide receivers and haven't been able to replace that. But a good move sometimes is using your draft assets to get a guy like Amari Cooper. I think Mm -hmm. Jerry Jones, especially as of late, has done a good job drafting and building a team. It's now there's only so much he can do, though. Right. But what about the just kind of longstanding – question that you know because of how much power he likes to have Mm -hmm. holding on to a guy like Jason Garrett who isn't necessarily a top tier NFL coach well that was my next take I think a big thing about Pat Riley is he hasn't done necessarily he hasn't done as well good of a job as Jerry Jones drafting I don't think but he he's won three championships yeah he has and I think my my big thing with Pat Riley though is he he, he has but but okay but it's with LeBron and Chris Bosh and D-Wade well one of them was with D-Wade and Shaq Shaq. he's he's a great recruiter he brings in Shaq right he brings he trades he trades for Shaq then he brings in old Shaq old Shaq Shaq. Shaq. he brings in LeBron he gets Chris Bosh to take a pay cut okay yeah he brings him in but he gets him to take a massive pay cut 
Bosch lost money on that deal, millions of dollars. Yeah. He brings in the right veterans. He brings in Mike Miller. He brings in Ray Allen. I mean, okay. arguably, that's a lot of that is LeBron talking to people as well. But sure. bringing in LeBron from the get-go is, you know, what makes that happen. Mm-hmm. Bringing him in, getting him to come to D-Wade. And then also bring in Spolstra. Like, everyone was like, oh. Who's homegrown. This? Homegrown. Who's this kid? No one knew who Started he was. Started in the film room. Started, Started in the, the film room. room. And that was a great move. And you know what? That's like been the separation as of late, at least. Jerry Jones has... You know, he's kind of put all his chips in Garrett as of late, whereas Pat Riley hit a home run. Who was also him. homegrown, though. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind Garrett. Played for the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm just, he's no, the quarterback's you know, coach. obviously this is yeah. easy to say, but he's no, he's no Sean Payton. He's no Bill Belichick. He's no Pete Carroll. He's no... Parcell, who... Yeah. I think this yeah. is the best chance he's got, though, because Payton, Payton fortunately won early and quickly with Drew Brees. Right. So now he's got his tenure. Same with Mike Tomlin. They won early and quickly with their guys. You know, Garrett's kind of grown. The, you know, people are getting sick and tired of it, but now this is the best team I think Garrett's he does seem to, He does seem to be trending up as yeah. a coach. I think, I think, and he's getting better. You right. know, he'll get better Every time where he's yeah. right on the tightrope in the hot seat, he, he kind of delivers enough to keep his job. Yeah, so you, you got to give him credit for that. more on the job. They're, they're a mainstay in the playoff picture. But who's the better executive? I, it's just because I think he's got a larger sample size. The tenure. The, yeah. the tenure, Jerry. and I think, I think it is Jerry. I think it is. I think Pat Riley, especially with the bad contracts as of late, I also doesn't Pat Riley kind of look just like a bad guy, like a villain? He does, yeah, yeah very much. Slick so. back hair. He's like a handsomer Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino. Yeah, I knew you were gonna. Say I that. also think that I, I mean, call me crazy, but I think that being a, a GM of an NFL team is extremely harder than the NBA because just the evaluation of, of talent on both sides of the ball. It's you've tougher. got you've got to make a roster cut to fifty three guys. You know, you got to make important decisions about cutting veterans. You know, and and the the cap space and just everything about it. And it, it just a tough it's a tough world especially with all the injuries that happens in the nba too the injuries or yeah, not that means how the, the nfl the injuries in the nfl is a huge thing nick i was going to bring that up and i think also playing in like look we look we see the league nowadays guys go to miami guys go to los angeles pat riley had the fortunate you know to be in miami he was in miami it's in like a nuts oh it's not like he's, everyone's you know going to milwaukee or going or going to minnesota going up north they're going to miami so it's an easy destination to get well i mean dallas is also an easy des- destination yeah it's, I, but it's, it's saying, the cowboys i'm saying basketball with 15 guys where that plays a bigger role in nfl you kind of right, go right. where your money is going to be yeah. it's right. will be an interesting like next five to seven years for the heat franchise because i feel like the way that the nba is shaping up now it's all about having premier star talent on your team right, right. they got one they got jimmy but like what is that what are they doing for the future? They got Jimmy, know? and he won't give up Bam, and he won't give up Tyler Harrow. Probably won't give up Justice. And that, he could, he could that's, trade that's, Justice, that's too. The, that's what the Thunder want. They want, because they can't, because the Thunder already have the 21 and the 23rd pick of the Heat, um, but they, you know, and the Heat now can't give up the 20, unless they could do a swap, because you can't give back-to-back, but you could do right-to-swap. Real right. quickly, before we delve into the next question, can we just, down the line, do we think Russ is going to go to the Heat? Uh yeah, I do too. I do too. I think they're gonna find a way. I think it's happening. I think they're gonna find a way. Toss. I don't, I, I don't. Sure, that seems like the most likely destination. Most likely, I think the best fit if they can because if they. I don't know. Maybe the, picks, it, the Pistons or the yeah, other spot. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The Pistons, I think, is the best cool. fit. All right. Um. Cool. Um. But yeah, I think we're all in agreement with Jerry Jones. Moving on to question number two. Dear Josh, Nick, and Toss from the Charity Stripe. Will the Mavs win the title in the next four years? That's from Trevor in Dallas. Absolutely. All right. Um. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Ye- I don't the way don't the way so. everything stands right now. I don't think so. If Kristaps Porzingis comes back as Kristaps Porzingis, if Luca's what he's if Luca becomes what he's supposed to be, which in the next four years he'll be a top five player in the league, 
right? That's what's supposed to happen in the next four years. If Przingis is fully healthy in the next four year, four years, he'll be a top 15 player in the league, which is supposed to happen. So now they have two of the top 15 players. They'll have cap room because they haven't been squandering the cap room lately. Right. And they'll be an attractive place to go. And free agents in 2021 will come to play with Luka and they'll come to play with Kristaps Przingis. Here's what's going to happen. Which I, what? We're going to, we're going to nab. Giannis. Yep. We're going to nab Giannis. I'm t- we're gonna we're gonna nab. His, brother, his, his brother's already. We've there. got his younger brother. Milwaukee grabbed his older brother. We're gonna get both of them. All three Antetokounmpo's are gonna be playing in Dallas, and we're gonna be com- competing with Kristaps, Giannis, and Luka Doncic, and that's how we're gonna win. Not just with the two of those guys. No, no, no. no. That's what I'm saying. You, I think you guys will become if Kristaps is healthy. That sounds become. nice, right, Mike? Intern Mike loves that. Sorry, Miguel. Sorry. Our intern Miguel loves that. Um, he's giving a thumbs up, and the. If they if Kristaps is healthy, they'll get the guys to come there. Giannis, if he wins the title in Milwaukee, I think he'll have a better shot of getting him. I think he's not going to win, and I think that's why he's going to leave. I'm interested to see what happens there. I hope he's st- I hope he stays, but he uh, Dallas seems like a likely you know destination because they do have his younger Listen, brother. Listen, who's staying for their entire career now? Who's doing that? Yeah. How many people are doing that? Nobody, nobody. I'm a, I'm old Steph? school. Steph, Clay, Steph Clay, and yeah. Dr- I think Draymond might be gone next year. Potentially, Cause, potentially, because they won't want to, they may not want to pay him. He's yeah. getting up there in age. It wasn't like they drafted him as a, a freshman out of college. You know, yeah, it's not the case. I just with three more years under Luca's belt, a healthy Kristaps coming back from an injuries with Carlisle. If I mean, if they got Giannis, then I think it's they absolutely could win in the next four years. If everything goes according to plan, Giannis Giannis's trajectory takes him to the number one player in the league. Luke is a top five, and then Kristaps is or a top, top ten. Top ten, and and Kristaps is a top fifteen. Twenty. This could be like one of the best teams you've ever seen. One of the best, and they play. They all play well with each other. They yeah, all they all fit all, each other. They're all so. European players, man. Yeah. So um, that's it's possible. Pass the ball. Possible, well. but you never know. It's I mean, listen, anything could happen. If you asked me two weeks ago if the Clippers would win the title, I'd say probably not. And then last week I said they would. And then if you asked me today who would win the title, I'd say the Lakers. It changes so much for me. It changes so much week to week that four years from now is a tough sell. But that's what would have to happen for the Mavs to win four years from now. These two young guys would have to go in the right direction. They'd have to bring in another superstar. And it's not just those three guys as well. I mean, that's the that's the framework, but then you you add in the, the supplementary pieces to do it. Yeah, man. You need every every house needs floors. Yeah. And and and, and, a, and a stove. Um <laughs> and a fridge. And a fridge. <laughs> no, 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 just the stove. Just the stove. And the fridge. You gotta cool your stuff outside. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to question number three. Dear Josh, Nick and Toss from the charity stripe. Is replay becoming too much? And that's from Aisha in Jersey. Is replay becoming too much in sports? Yeah, but like, what are you gonna do? Because at this point, it's not like we can see the replay. The coaches can see the replay. Technology is gonna show you the replay. So if everyone's watching and they're looking at it and they see the call is wrong, it's just gonna be you know a bigger outcry and people are gonna be more up in arms than they already were. And so we might as well just go with the time. Yeah, if you have what, the technology, you might as well use it. What are we using it now for? Oh, man, using code. it for penalties. In football. Well, that hasn't started. This, it'll start this coming this year. year. Yeah. This coming year. That might be a little excessive. NBA coaches will have the chance to challenge, challenge yeah. next this coming year. Challenge fouls. Um, home runs, right? Mm. They they look at them to mm. rule whether yeah, they already do home. that. Yeah. Um, they also. I mean, you can you can actually challenge in MLB one time, any call besides balls and strikes, mm. um, and if you get that that challenge right, then you can challenge one more time. Okay. Yeah, you can challenge anything. And they'll replay Except anything. for balls and strikes. And they could go to replay for anything, too. I don't... 
I don't mind it in baseball because baseball is quote unquote not game a fast. It's a game of inches and it's not a fast game as it is. Mm-hmm. You either love baseball or you don't. There's no real middle ground. I think the game that hurts the most, honestly, is the NFL. NFL for sure. Because the NFL is such a fast paced game and it, they slow it down and take it frame by frame. And it's good for like one or two plays, but it becomes to like six, seven, eight plays in the league. And then it's the referees are going through hell as it is. I'm cool you know? with like ruling on the field where the ball is like in the end zone if it gets there or not. I, I like those. I like those challenges to really see where the guy's down and stuff like that. I yeah. think I think the penalties is that's where it gets kind of tricky. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, pass interference penalties are pretty subjective as right, it is. You right. know, you know, like there's so many non calls and there's so many calls that are that shouldn't be calls. And I I mean at this point they might as well just keep it going how it is. Oh I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I think this is. I think it was a a blip. The Saints call. I think that was ridiculous. It was, a, it was clearly a missed call, and that happens in the games. And you know what? People are going to waste their challenge flags and pass interference calls. And they're actually going to need them later in the game. You know, yeah. And they could, for, for calls that they could actually win, where it's not a subjective. Because what are they going to look back? You know, it, it's just too much. I think it's becoming a lot. I think we need to. Or like, it gets to the point where a coach's challenge is essentially useless yeah. because everything's going to be challenged Challenges by the booth anyway. The booth. Yeah. It's going to go to the booth anyway. That, that's we saw that happen last year. It went to the booth so much. Um, but it, or Mikey it, P. Yeah, behind the sky. I, 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 I God, do. I'm done with that guy. I do really, Mike Pereira. Get, get on the fucking field for Christ's sakes! Everyone's like, "Oh, open arms." The refs. He aren't. paid so much he, more by Fox. He I was on you. the field. I promise. Go you. back. <laughs> I promise he gets paid way much more. I know. I, I assume he gets paid boatloads by Fox, but pay him the big bucks. NFL. NFL has so much money; they should have full time refs. It's it's a complete joke that they, that they don't. Like one guy is like a lawyer during the week, and then he's calling the Jets game. What the fuck is going no, on? No, they're full time. They're full time refs. Some of them aren't, dude. Hockley like owns the a pinstripe firm, hammer. That's what they should call. That doesn't him. mean he's a lawyer or in the off season. The pinstripe hammer. <laughs> some of them are some dude. Some of them are not full time. I'm telling you, it's the case. But yeah, it's replay is excessive. But at this point, if we have the technology, it's going to be utilized because they, the fans will see it bef- after the game or during the game because they'll play it on the scoreboard. You'll see it on Twitter or Instagram, and there's no use in not you know you know making it useful in the game because everyone's going to notice it. That's my take. I like if it's integrated within like TV timeouts and things like that, where there are natural pauses in the game where it doesn't like, uh, you know, abruptly stop the flow of a game that we're used to. Because that's where it kind of takes me off. Takes takes an athlete out of his own game. Yeah. Sometimes. I think it's too much. Moving on to question number four. Dear Josh Nickentosh from the charity Stripe. Why do we root for the favorite in individual sports, but the underdog in team sports? And that's from Pops in Houston. Pops, man, good question. I love this question. Um, Pops is Pops Music 32. He asked for the, he asked for the Instagram handle shout out. If you ask for that, we'll do, it. we'll do it. If you ask for the Instagram handle shout out. Um, but yeah, so why do we root for the favorite in the individual sport, but the underdog in team sport? Um, I think one thing would be marketing. You know, you get used to Tiger Woods' face. I mean, most people can't name, you know, three, five golfers, but they can name Tiger Woods. You know, right. you can't name three, five tennis players, but you can name Serena Williams. So it's easy to get so if you're, behind these guys. you and your buddies are on the couch watching the Masters, and only one of you really knows golf, but the rest of you guys know Tiger Woods. You're going to root for Tiger Woods. It's not like they market the Patriots as a whole. I think people also root for something they never have, they've never seen before, which sometimes favors the underdog. 
right? Or but in a lot of times for the individual sports, people just want to see people dominate and do and set records and go for things that have never break things. You know, breaking records will always trump, in my opinion, the underdog. I think that trumps all. And so watching Tiger go for the most, you know, major wins, watching, you know, Michael Phelps try to get, you know, get as many, the most gold medals in a single Olympics as possible. Watch Usain Bolt break records. People will always root for that. And the marketing thing always helps too. Um, in team sports. I mean, no one wants to see dynasties. I'm, I'm, I'm over the whole Warriors dynasty. It was We were over the Yankees dynasty. We were over the Cowboys dynasty, you know. Mm-hmm. No one likes to see that unless that's your team. And it's like, all, yeah, and it's also fan, I think fanhood you know, is is again like you know, there's no like bigs like, like there's no big John Ram Ram fans in, in golf. There's, well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I'm a Tiger fan or I'm a Michael Phelps fan. It's like okay, like everyone appreciates their play. But if you're like, yeah, I'm a Patriots fan, we're just like fuck you. Yeah, go to hell. Like I want the Chargers to win or I want the Cowboys right. to win. There's more of a group effort exactly you know, behind a, a team, and there's so there's more hatred. You know, no one really hates. Unless you're a big golf fan, no one really hates a golfer. No one really hates a boxer. Unless I will you're a big, say though, boxing I will say though, in golf, a lot of people do cheer for underdogs. If, if they're guys who have never been there before, it's really exciting that if, they're like making a run. If for they're them. making a run, then they'll cheer for them. But, but they no also, one goes into it. I think there there has to be a story behind that person too. Like you not get, necessarily. I mean, unless it's like their first like major ever. Well, like, that's that's what the story is. Yeah, oftentimes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You look or, at Coco Gauff in 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 the Wimbledon tournament. It was a 15 year old, and just. I mean, because of how young she is, and then she has one upset, people get behind the train, and they're like, let's go. Yeah, it's, it, goes, it goes in line with something we've never seen before, or we've rarely rarely seen before, right. you know? Um, but for the team sports, it's just like you want, like, wow, like when the Patriots played the Rams in the first Super Bowl, the Rams were this unstoppable force. We're talking about the Giants when Tyree had the catch. Yeah, the Patriots. You, know? you know, you want, and that's like a big conundrum because, and you know, as much as you hate the Patriots, people want to see. I mean, even if you don't like him, you want to see him go nineteen and zero. But people also want to see. Oh my God, can somebody stop this history? Right. Right. And I it's think it's a good story. I think it's a good story. I think more so as of late, we've seen teams. You know, it's been harder to get behind dynasties, especially you bring up the Warriors. The Warriors were the good guys. Right, and people were rooting for them when they went seventy three and nine. They were because they were like, well, you know, you want to see a record get broken. But then KD joins them, and that kind of you know, and then Demarcus Cousins joins them, and whether Cousins was good for them or not, it kind of just throws them in the doghouse a little bit. And the Patriots, it's like over and over, and you want you know, in a sport where there's so many different kinds of fans, there's thirty two. 30, you know, 30 different kinds of teams, you want to see something change up. You want to see something you've never seen before. And I think the, the team where the underdog gets rooted for the most is March Madness. Yeah. You know, because people want people, you know, you're kind of built in to wish for upsets because anything mm-hmm. can happen. It's yeah, yeah. I, I definitely like, yeah, that's a good point too. But also people go for the favorites because they want their brackets to stay afloat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people, And money too. But money, I mean, they literally, money call talks. It, they literally call it upset season. Yeah. Which is like that's great. I would say, honestly, I think boxing is one of the more like one of the bigger sports where people want to see the underdogs win. Fighting in general, UFC, boxing, like they always want to see the guy who's not supposed to win kick the other guy's ass because it's boring. Mm -hmm. It's because otherwise it's boring. Like you know, yeah, no one no one wants to see full domination. A lot of these Wilder Brazil was like a terrible fight. A lot of these individual sports, they also people are rooting for personality Mm -hmm. as well. That too, like McGregor wasn't favored in his last fight, but so many people wanted him to win just because yeah. he's Conor McGregor. Yeah, exactly. Well, not just that. I mean, also, like, usually the favorite's more of the asshole, too, I feel like, in boxing or UFC because they have that reputation, that sweat. Like, Mayweather. That's how got there. Like, like a, lot of, a lot of people don't like Mayweather. Yeah. You know? Just because the way he fights, though, I think also hurts him. 
right? Yeah. He's fighting his kind. Yeah, of, but he's, he's very he's a, defensive. He's a big and, personality. Yeah. Bit talks a lot of shit. Works his ass off though. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, he's a he's a machine. He's a freak. He's a freak of nature. Um, but I, I think that's a good question. I think I mean when yeah. He, shout when, out pops. When he's he, got bars. You guys should check him out. Is he good? He's my Canada educator in my fraternity. He's you know, he told me he's like yeah I'm a rapper. I don't know. I was gonna run it by you. He sent, he sent us the rap, so we'll listen to it after the show. Yeah, he's got too. bars. Really? Sweet. Yeah, he said do it for us when we were pledges. Damn, that's dope. Uh, cool. Pops. Uh, pops, good question, man. Papa Huvard. Moving on to question number five. Dear Josh Nikitas from the Charity Stripe, who would you rather have? Russell Westbrook or Jamal Murray? And that's from Zach in Austin. Who would you rather have going forward? Yeah, I love Russell Westbrook. How far forward are we talking? Hey, forward. Forward. <laughs> forward. Forward, man. That's it. Going. That's I mean, it. am I building, like, am I, am I building a championship contender like for the future or do I want to win right this second well okay so I'm assuming one is Murray and the other is Westbrook yeah right okay if I'm the Clippers right that's my team you want the you want Westbrook I want Westbrook okay if I am I don't know say Denver then I want Murray because that future is brighter in the for the future with Jokic because Jokic is younger right 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 Denver I want Westbrook really because there's not many teams in the NBA where I wouldn't take Russell Westbrook over Jamal Murray. I, I, you know what? I think take shooting out of it. I think Westbrook is a better playmaker. He's a better rebounder. What if you're, better, what if you're a defender? defender? What, what if you're in New Orleans? Defender. What if you're in New Orleans? Uh, then I would honestly definitely take Westbrook, Westbrook because you have you have enough young pieces that are going to be there for years to come. Who are some of them still on their rookie contracts? Um, and you've I, got I, Drew Holiday. It's actually no one's ever no one's even mentioned New Orleans as a destination. For Westbrook? For Westbrook. Yeah, but... I mean, I don't know, dude. What are they going to do? They're going to trade Alonzo. They're going to trade away. Who else would they trade away? They would Brandon trade Ingram. Alonzo, Hart, and a couple picks. Or they would trade Ingram, Hart, and a couple picks because they already have Shea Gilly in OKC. And then Alonzo would be the backup point guard. Drew would be the two. Westbrook would be the one. You'd have Zion at the three. And then you'd have Derek Favors at the four and Okafor at the five. With you'd have J.J. Redick off the bench. J.J. off the bench with Hayes off the bench. That'd be a swag. Swag team. No one's mentioned it, but they could totally turn around and flip them, throw in a couple first-rounders, and that could definitely happen. I mean, I, I didn't think of that, you know? I mean, I'm definitely— I mean, it probably won't. I think that— New Orleans is really satisfied with the position they're in right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're done. I think they're chilling. They're gonna see what they they're gonna see what happens. They're, they're, they're gonna see if Drew Holiday can be MVP. Dude, like I, you know what? People like do people like kind of dig the idea. Like people can be like, you know, I can get. Behind Let's see that. how many people dig the idea on, on Instagram. Yeah, like, there's a couple. Yeah, there's, I'm actually curious. Just give us the percent. All right, sifting through, sifting through the the many polls. Okay, can Drew Holiday be next year's surprise MVP candidate? Thirty-one percent says yeah. I can dig that. And oh, 16, give me that other percent. Sixty-nine percent say, "Nah, that's so whack." Thirty-one <laughs> percent is like not. That's like a decent amount of people. And I think I actually said that. But I don't even remember what I put in the poll as the wording. But I think before I even said that, they were like, "Yeah, I can." People are like, "Yeah, I can dig that." Yeah, yeah I think I just naturally said that. Sixty-nine. Yeah. Nah, that's so whack. Nah, that's so whack. But you know what? You got uh, nine more hours until that polls over so yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, go we'll, vote. we'll get it go we'll, get, we'll get some more in there at the dot charity dot stripe yeah 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 um coolio julio but yeah i think westbrook you gotta pick west i think murray's in a great you know place i think denver's a good fit for him he runs a great pick and roll with Jokic. he's a great shooter he's not as a, westbrook you were talking to me the other day he he's for the last three seasons he's averaged a triple double i'm a huge west when is that gonna stop no nah, no it won't 
It won't. And the triple double take take away the points. The triple double is fantastic. He, the guy is like an, a premier would it, passer. Would in the it league. stop if he was on the Lakers? You think? Yeah, yeah, because his assist numbers would go down. Because yeah. the ball would be out of his hands less, and his rebound numbers would go down because Anthony he'd, Davis he'd be playing in a different like position. Fourteen a game. It would go. To, it, I think there's so many places he'd be interesting at. You know, and I hope he goes somewhere great. I really do, and I hope he gets. I hope he wins a title. I mean, there's nobody at this point I'm rooting for more in the NBA as an individual we player met the than Russell Westbrook. We did meet the guy. He's a super nice guy. Really nice guy. Really nice guy. Um, loves cookies. Loves, he loves cookies. Um, but Jamal Murray, in comparison to Westbrook, if he's ever, ever going to catch him as a player, his athleticism needs to grow, or he needs to become that lights-out, dominant, Clay-esque three-point shooter. You can't miss a shot. Clay-esque three-point shooter. Yeah. We're talking about one of the grandest shooters of all time. And Murray could be, you know, he was worth the contract. He's a great shooter. He's a good, you know, number two superstar in Denver. I have no problem with him there. I just can never at this point take him over Westbrook. The only thing I would say is Westbrook's contract by the time he gets to 34 is like $47 million in one year. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? I think that might be more than the entire That's Jordan Belfort money. What's what's like, can you, <laughs> could someone like look up the Tampa Bay Rays payroll for this season? I'm like super curious. Like what's like, because I think they're paying Morton like 15 mil, but are they paying anybody else a shekel over 10? The Tampa Bay Rays. I'll look it up. Also, yeah, Jamal Murray is shooting thirty six point seven percent career from three point right now. That needs to be, he needs to be like borderline forty percent. No, he career. needs to be at forty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Clay, Clay is like, oh, what's Clay? Danilo, Danilo shot forty four percent last year from three. Gallinari's good if he's healthy. You listen, if the, if the, if Westbrook stays in Oklahoma City, it's not the end of the world. He just will never win, and Shea Gilly's growth will be stunted. Uh, Fifty two million dollars for the Rays. Yeah. Well, well, twenty-five. What did you just say he was at? What's Fifty-two on the last year of his contract, though. What's how much? Forty-seven. <laughs> is is are the Rays <laughs> even the, the, the they're, they're the lowest payroll, or maybe the Marlins? I don't know if they're the lowest. That's pretty crazy. That's honestly. absurd. That's absurd. He's making more than it's an entire mil difference. MLB team. It's like some Babe Ruth type shit. Some Russell Westbrook Babe Ruth type shit. Yeah, Charlie Bourne's getting fifteen. Kevin Kiermaier's getting eight point one. And then like the rest of like the twenty three guys are splitting. Yeah, it's like Zunino four four point four, Tommy Pham four point one. Tommy Pham's only making that. He's making that little money. Blake Snell's making one point six. Well, yeah, he he's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's he had to go to arbitration. He's yeah. in his rookie deal. Um, but the yeah. rest they're splitting, and it's like the lowest guy's got two hundred fifty six thousand as oh, yeah, a relief pitcher. T- I mean, if you take away the if you take away the top paid guy in the race, he's making way more than the entire team. Oh, like Twelve million dollars more. Oh yeah, um, it's it's crazy. But he's he was worth the deal at the time. What are you not going to pay Russell Westbrook the MVP? Guys average three triple doubles. It's, listen, it's not his fault they lost. It's not. If you're sitting there blaming, I mean, he's still worth the money right now. Yeah, of course, absolutely. The second he's worth the money, it's just you know who can who can afford to give up what they want. The Thunder want. And if he goes there, is it really going to make that big of a difference with what you've given up? Because unfortunately for the Thunder, the Clippers are set. They've already made a deal with them. The Lakers are already set. The Knicks, I don't think, will do it. And the Nets are set, and the Celtics are set. Also, a lot of those teams don't really have the assets to trade for Russ, I feel like. Exactly. Clippers I, don't have anything left. The, I think the the Bucks don't have it. The Sixers won't do it. The Bucks wouldn't do it. I think the Magic, like we said, the Magic, the Pistons, and the, the, the Heat. Heat are the teams that are going to go for it. But, yeah, I think we'd all rather have Russell Westbrook. I think yeah. we're in agreement there. Yeah. Moving on, do you gotta be kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? Kidding me. Are you kidding me or what? You've gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You've gotta be kidding me. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! 
You gotta be kidding me. Home run derby. The home run derby. The, the Peterson-Vlad Guerrero triple OT home run swing off was out of this world good. It was so dope. These guys bomb. These bomb. guys bomb, but Dude, come on, Jock. Uh, you had money on Jock. Right? I, well, first of all, I had money on Jock, but here's the thing, right? So Jock gets to 29 to tie Vlad, send it to OT, right? Then there's a swing off, right? Vlad hits one home run. All Jock has to do is hit two. Jock hits one home run, his first try. He's got three swings to hit one more home run. Can't do it. Yeah, but you have to think about how tired this but guy they is. Did it, but the thing is, he did it over and over again. He, all he had, Vlad kept on not hitting him, and Jock was matching it. Yeah, I just bet. getting there barely enough to, to like. He, how do you I not mean, have the he juice? Because Vlad Guerrero puts up the twenty nine, which is just stupid. Yeah, I mean, and Jock then, did it too. Though that's like, stupid. Exactly, it's stupid that they, they even did it in the first place. But Vlad puts up the twenty nine. And then has like 10 minutes to chill where Jock has to go do it and they jump right into it and they jump right. Jock had no chill and recovery time. Vlad had the recovery time. And I think it showed in the final against Pete Alonso that Vlad was kind of gassed comparatively to what oh, he, he was. Oh, he was swinging well out in front of him. Yeah, he was I mean, way, it's, He had it's 91 exhausting. total home runs. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. nuts. It I mean, they're talking about guys in the 70s and 80s winning this contest with like three home runs. Two home runs, four home runs. Yeah, I mean it's different. I mean, it, I th- I forget who it was. Maybe someone it was, said someone said the balls are juiced. Verlander, Verlander, Verlander said that. said that. I'm not even talking about the juice balls. I'm talking about a great point. Maybe it was Buck or Smoltz. I forget who it was that called this. I'm gonna chuck and pray and hope it was Smoltzy. The because I love him. Um, people now in batting practice. I mean, Nick, you, can, you may be able to attest as a ball player. They're, you're taught to spray the ball over the all over the field. Freddie Freeman doesn't even hit home runs in batting practice. He has come out and said that he sprays the ball. You practice hitting the ball all, all well, over the field. You get that. And now in baseball, they're taught to crank that soldier boy. They're taught to you know get the ball out of the park and well, hit home runs. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, look, I haven't played baseball since high school, but I do remember when we did take batting practice. Is okay. This round you're going to pull the ball. This round you're gonna try to hit the middle. This try this round you're gonna try to hit it on the outside. And you're, gonna, you're gonna see pitches on the inside. You're gonna see pitches on the outside. You're gonna see pitches right down the middle, right? Mm. So you're gonna try to go with the pitch. So I don't know if it's different nowadays where it's like, okay, let's just hit as many balls out as we can. I don't. I can't imagine it's like that because that's not sustainable. Um, but that's well, what the I, game is. Like I will say this boom though: boom or bust. Almost these guys point. that are, you know, it's becoming so competitive at such a young age that you have to stand out from the rest of the guys. And yeah. if you're not putting up big home run numbers in college. Or, or in the minors, the is, then you're no not going to move up to the next level. The thing is, no one ever puts up huge big run, big home run numbers in college or high school because it's such a small sample size. They don't play as many games. They don't get as many at bats. It's it's, it's your dominance. It's what you can do in you double could, A. But like, the, here's the thing. Like, yeah, double A is the biggest test. But the and they're looking is, at that home run number. It's a thing. No, the number's not a thing. It's just the the power and the exit velocity. Now, now that like scat like stat to cast is such a big thing in the mm-hmm. analytics of baseball, they can just see what a guy's power is just by looking at a swing. They don't have to see the number. You know, this guy can play ten games and be like, okay, that guy's got major power. Yeah, Vlad Guerrero didn't have, like. I don't know if they even kept track of how many numbers he had in the Dominican League. I don't even know if he had that many. I mean, but you could tell by his swing, the launch angle, and the exit velocity, and like all that, that he, he's got power. He, he's got that kid is big. He is he's a big, big boy. But then I can look at his dad. Everyone knew that was coming. His dad, yeah, his dad was a house. His dad's a house. But the I think the uh, the interesting thing 
Do you guys like the new format with the time better than I love the it. ten outs than we were kids? I love it. I think it makes more. It makes it more interesting and exciting. It makes it way more exciting because the buzzer be the buzzer beaters are sweet. Is this your favorite? Do you like this more than a dunk contest or the three point? Oh, shootout? I love this more than a dunk contest. Yeah, I mean the dunk contest to me has changed past like once it got past like two thousand three or four. It's four, also it once the Top Gun stopped joining it. After Vince Carter did his thing in two thousand, there hasn't been a dunk contest. It's like fun, that but then. the Blake thing about twelve the, are good. The yeah. thing about dunk contests are the judges are it's all subjective. It's like, oh that's a ten. Oh that's a ten. It's like it, okay, this guy clearly hit a home run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same with the three point shootout. I think the three point shootout jumped the dunk contest for me. You know what? I hey, I hate to say it. I like the skill competition more than I like the dunk contest. Yeah. I, I think actually it's I like the one me. that brings I don't know if they still do it but it was like the WNBA player from yes, the city I love that. and the legend and the and legend the, the and the current player yeah, that I one's like that. more fun the shooting one yeah yeah that's like cool trick shot challenge love those that's cool too that was cool too the celebrity NBA game is way better than the MLB celebrity game yeah, for sure yeah we didn't watch that but the MLB future game is pretty cool you know what would be dope but mm-hmm. they would never do it is if they just did like the hot corner where they just hit rockets at you to see if you can make the plays <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it, that would be some fielding competitions but yeah just hitting what? rockets at you I think it's, <laughs> too, it's too dangerous to I know I think the most I said never happened. the most amazing part about and the reason why the three point contest is the best in um, the at the NBA All Star Game, and the reason why the Home Run Derby is the best at the MLB All Star Game is that to show like how consistently good these pros are that we don't necessarily get to see. Like we're not at their batting practice every single day, right? And we're not even we don't even see them on TV every single day because of how many games there are of baseball and how many of them are televised nationally, right? And I mean, if you go to an NBA game and you watch them warm up, you see that you see Boban Marjanovic hit like ten threes in a row, and you're like, wait, wait, he's not a good shooter. Yeah. But like they're so they're all so good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to see that that consistency is it, really impressive. I used to love going to the baseball games early to to catch batting practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I mean nowadays that we're older and like there's not a lot, a lot of time in our busy schedules. Like I usually get to games just like right on the dot. Yeah, but, like I wish missed the first half. Yeah, like I went yeah. to the Padres Dodgers game on Sunday. We were stuck in traffic and just missed first pitch. Missed Fernando Tatis leadoff home run. Yeah. Sucks. Uh, yeah. But you know, it, it'd be nice to get out there watch some BP. Super cool for Pete Alonso, though. That yeah, was really great. great. Really great home run. And then he donated ten percent of his winnings to two different charities. Which oh yeah, cool. you, they won a mail this year. That was. I mean, sweet that's an year. awesome incentive. That was a great incentive, especially for these young guys. Yeah, he's on rookie contracts. Yeah, Vlad. Well, Acuna's got paid, but Vlad, Pete Alonso. Money means a lot to them. Money, yeah, money talks, bro. Also, Acuna. I just want to say, Acuna hit the ball all over the place. He, he could be. He's, the one, he's one of your favorite players now. He's just dope. after seeing that, I mean, I watched that like the first round everyone hit, and I was like, "This guy's." I the, love him. He's the best hitter out of all of them. I for think sure. he's the swaggiest player in baseball. I think he's. I think. He, I think Tatis Junior is better than Vlad Junior of the juniors. I think he's better than Vlad Junior. I think Acuna is better right now than Tatis Junior. He played longer. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think Acuna. Those will be, Those are two guys who will, for years will go head to head in the MVP for races. Sure. And Soto too. I think he's going to be sweet. I'm a big Juan Soto fan. Um, but yeah, and the, but first of all, the MLB All Star Game is by far the best All Star Game. It's a legit. Compa- it's so competitive. It's like a game. It is. It's well, like it legit- used to mean something too. I wish it still meant something. Yeah, I did too. I mean, it used to be if the AL or the NL won, then it was home field advantage. Home field advantage World Series. Yeah, they just can't do that because it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's too much. You know, pressure for yeah, guys too many and, stakes. And the ALs won like twenty of the last twenty four, some shit. Yeah, which is crazy. But the AL's got better players, honestly. Um, move on to a Fab Five. Since it's a week, dead week in sports. We'll do our Fab Five. No, we're doing top three. Top three. Oh, Fab Five. Oh, I, heard, I thought we were doing all five. Top three edition. We're going to do Fab Five. Top three edition. 
and we're going to do our favorite like backyard games like our favorite games growing up like you know like like horse <coughs> would be an example of a game right so toss if you want some of you who can't hack it pig yeah <laughs> someone, yeah if you're a loser or just, pig. you want a quick game quick game you want a quick sure, game? in sure, and out sure. um you're, my number one not number one these are in no particular order okay uh, should they be in order? Mm, yeah, they should be. But okay, okay, my number three is wall ball. Okay, classic. Love wall ball. Fine. Ooh. Tennis ball up against a brick wall. Yeah, yeah. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Oh, my number three. Oh, toughy, toughy, toughy. My number three is gonna be can jam. Can jam. A can big. Jam. I'm, I'm can jam's pretty new. It's a pretty it's new, new game. I'm, I'm good with the frizz. I'm good with the frizz. I'm good with the slap. I'm, I'm good at can jam. I, I'm, I yeah. fuck with that game. Heavy. My number three knockout. Knockout in basketball. Okay, cool. Regulation right. size goal. <laughs> Regular, sure. Regulation size goal. I think it changes it if it's at seven foot. Then you get to slam it home when you brick. It's kind of fun. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. It would get intense, man. You could like, line up like 12 people yeah. and just start fucking and you've got, going what? at it. And then you've got two people at the very end, and they go for like seven minutes. And, and they're, they're like, gassed. come on already. They're so we want to play the next round. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you strategically like, wanted to like, not be in front of the person getting in who was li- wet. The best part, <laughs> the best part about knockout tosses. was getting in line, like yeah. lining up, being like, like, I'm oh, not. Oh, God, this guy's pick, so wet. Pick your spot. Yeah, your buddy like, puts your hand on his back. You're like, sorry, man. Like, yeah, like, just go down. Or you're like, give me one round. Come on, give me one round. Okay. My my number two. Let me get so-and-so out quickly. and My number two is capture the flag. Oh wow! With the, with the boys, with the boys in the backyard. That's a legit one. It's great. <sighs> That's great a legit one. Um, my number. Literally my, flags, and you're like climbing up trees and shit. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. We we used to do that. It de- it's all dependent upon the backyard that you have. Yeah. We used to do it in my backyard because my backyard, I have a big front yard, and you could run around from my front yard around my to your house backyard. To my backyard. So you would play one side had the front, one side had the back, and we used to jump my neighbor's f- fence on the other side. That's so much so fun. in high school. So much my, fun. My neighbor, my backyard's like like a, a far my backyard is like a grassy forest with places to hide and jump and but it's bushes so my mom has a garden it's wild in yeah. high school we did like an ultimate capture flag game where we kind of it was, we would do it at night and there was like 20 or like 30 people we broke up into teams and we each bought these like super powerful glow sticks mm-hmm. as like the flags and we went to our football stadium our football stadium is huge mm-hmm. it's like one of the biggest ones in in central texas like mm-hmm. they they played the soccer state championships at our high school stadium they play playoff games there too. Um, and we would put one glow stick on the visitor side, like underneath the stands, mm-hmm. and one glow stick on the home side underneath the stands. And the 50 yard line is like the, the midline, the threshold. Yeah, 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 yeah. The midline. And it was nuts. That ballistic. sounds really fun. Yeah. And it was night. So there was like no, there was like no stadium lights. It was just like pitch black. We used to do that at summer camp. It's awesome. So it was so much I love fun. There's, it's it's so weird that like there are positions in Capture the Flag. Yeah. You've got guys that are yeah, you goalies, got, right? You've got guys yeah, that are guarding yeah, yeah. the flag. You've got guys that are just waiting for Tagging. someone to pick it up. Yep, taggers. Taggers. And then you've got, the, then you got the, the gunner. That, yeah, that was me. The gunner was fun. I, I was the guy. Oh, God. I had the, I always like replay this like moment in my head where like I got the flag. Like There was a fence. And I literally just one-hopped the fence. I was like, how did I just do that? And you kept going. It's yeah, amazing and, and the what guy you can do. The guy chasing me was like, what the fuck? Or putting a sweet juke on someone just yeah, to cross yeah. the line at the end. It's a great yeah. number two, man. My number two is jackpot, preferably in oh, the water. Jackpot. That's good. Preferably yeah. in the water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, number two. My number two, good old classic hide and seek. Hide and seek. Like, like Sar- we to, you ever played sardines? That's about to say we were about we used to play sardines in like a big ass neighborhood with like also like twenty people and just break up into teams yeah. and then like you know so explain sardines okay so sardines is, is like when you have big group of people it's basically like like 
hide and seek and you break up into maybe like teams of three or four, depending on how many people you have and you go hide with them. And then, uh, other, another group of people go out and find everyone else. But and, once you find once you who's find hidden, them, you, then you, you hide, hide with, with them. them. Yes. So, so it could be like, if you're playing in a huge group, like you're talking about right. 12 people all hiding in one spot. Right, 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 oh, right. Awesome. So instead yeah, of, instead of one finder, there's one hider. And then you just keep right. on joining them until the last. That's why it's called sardines because yeah, you're all like packed, packed in sardines. Because if you if you picked like underneath a bed or something like that, then like by the time there's five people there, you can totally see that you're not underneath the bed anymore. You're like yeah. on the floor out to the side of the. Yeah, bed. Yeah, so sardines hide and seek back nice. to back. And, and the thing is, I would love that game because like you you know pair up with like a cute girl. Oh you, god! Like, <laughs> you know, just just, just make, you end up making out all night instead. Or in in the next case, you were just awkwardly sitting next to her. Yeah. Nope. It's <laughs> like like follow her home. <laughs> I definitely had some sardine makeouts. That's sweet and fishy, very fishy. Uh, number one, <laughs> for me, it's it's a personal preference thing, but pool basketball. There's cool. like there's no better game than two v two pool basketball. So, so much fun dunking and dunking drowning. on a guy. Yeah. Dunking and drowning, pushing the um, head under and then dunking on top. Of oh him. yeah, a little yamski. Yeah. I love that. My fi- mine's basketball too, actually related, but it's half court knockout it really because the three-point line it really evens the playing field it evens, the playing, evens the playing field for you <laughs> yeah specifically specifically and i think it's awesome i think just chucking and praying your th- your your half court percentage is probably as good as your three-point percentage if not better actually. yeah absolutely i got I, the I closer get, you get to the basket until like, we get to about five feet away yeah it's trouble. You also That's, love you the get bank. Worse. Your percentage you gets worse. You love the bank. The bank's open, dude. I love and I love half court bank. shots are way easier to make bank shots. I love the bump off the bank. And yeah, half court knockouts my jam. Little bump and grind. <laughs> uh, number one for me, just tennis ball home run derby. We used to just go in like someone's yard and just hit bombs and just like try to hit it over someone else's with what? Fence. With an aluminum bat? Any kind of bat. That's wild. People had big ass yards in Texas, man. Yeah, it's true. with a tennis, you would throw them a tennis ball. Yeah, throw a tennis ball and just like just have a home run derby and just. Go yeah. to town. Go bombing. So much fun. We, we, were, we were swinging wiffle ball the other day, and I hadn't, I hadn't swung in a long time. It's yeah. like... It's wiffle balls tough. are hard to make... Well, wiffle bars are hard to make solid contact with. Yeah. yeah. You know? Any any weird... Quickly, real quickly, real quickly, before we close out. Any weird games very specific to your group of friends that you used to play growing up? I'll give you my, my example. My camp friends and I used to play this game called the bottle cap game, where one kid would dive with a clear bottle cap to the bottom of the pool. We did that with a toothpick. Okay, and we did the would, same thing with the tooth. And it, as it rose to the top, you have to jump in, dive, cl- eyes closed, and snatch it with one hand. You could one, have to one hand huh. snatch it, and it got so competitive because as you could, because you can't really see it, and you know you get the idiot jumping in and really just making a mess. But as it's coming to the top, everyone could fucking see it. So bodies are flying into each other. And that's yeah. yeah, that's the exact same thing with the toothpick game. Yeah. You, th- you drop a toothpick at the bottom, and once you see it, you you have to go in with one dive. And if you don't get in the one dive, you have to come back up. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah you have to come back up. For we sure. used to play a game. I I think other people used to play this game too, but it was we would play with a hacky sack, mm-hmm. and there'd be be like three or four people in a circle and so you'd start with a toss two different people had to had to kick it had to touch the hacky sack but you had to get to a total of three hits so like if the three of us are playing mm-hmm. then like at least two of us have to touch it so i'll toss it nick kicks it up twice and then jo- and then kicks it to josh josh kicks it once and then catches it and once you catch it it's a full-on like peg peg mode Oh god! So then everyone runs away from you, and you're just gunning it at each one of us. We used to play it at school in like middle school, and they start they like banned hacky sacks because we. You know just, it's a good game when they we ban just, it at middle we school. We would aggressively peg each other. <laughs> you know it's a good game when they ban it at middle school. I don't know if we ever named it though. Hacky sack probably is what we called it. Yeah. Pretty boring. Hacky sack toss. Um, but you know it's not boring. That segment, really good segment, really good stuff, and it was brought to you by our intern Miguel. 
Um, I've been taking some Spanish, and I let these guys sit this one out, and I, he actually communicated it to me. So, See? well, kudos to him. The real big kudos. Goes what, did, what did he say exactly in Spanish? What did he say? I'll tell you guys after the show. He said, uh, on, on that note, jueguitos. Swing on a full count. Por, Drag por los niños. <laughs> Rip that puck. Hit that pot. Hit your PKs because they free. Throw a nasty right hook and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they free. We out, y'all. We love y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.